Hello, it's Tuesday the 19th of December. I'm Alex von Tunzelman and Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public, yet they love him for it. That's it then. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans, no more merciful beheadings and call off Christmas. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review. Every weekday we go through the British press and sort the sheep from the goats. The Times, a handsome thoroughbred sheep. The Guardian, a fine fair trade sheep. The Daily Star, that's a mad goat and given half a chance to delete your laundry. The Sun, not doing news anymore, neither a sheep nor a goat, more like a dormouse asleep in a teapot. We're out five days a week with all the news. You could be our Christmas angel by joining the Papercuts Supporters Club. Just visit back.papercutsshow.com, that's B-A-C-K dot with two S's in the middle there, dot com to find out how. There's a link in the show notes. Now here are the headlines for today's show. Method Acting, star Jonathan Majors, who plays supervillain Kang, is booted out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after he's convicted of two counts of assault. What next? Une femme porte un pantalon? A heck of a to-do across the channel after a woman with short hair becomes Miss France for the first time. And, hey big spender, online bank Monzo aims for a cheery Christmas roundup, just makes everyone furious. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we want to let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, but it's still raining. I'm Alex von Tunzelman, and joining me on the show is satirist and red-nosed reindeer Rob Hutton. Hi, Rob. Hello. And also joining me is comedian and Santa's little helper, Finn Taylor. Good morning. So, what's on the front pages today, Rob? The Guardian. Where do you always want to see in a headline? They all knew. <laughs> uh, this is Michelle Moan hits back at PM Rao over PPE deal scandal. Too many words. They all knew. That's all we needed. Disgraced Tory peer on the offensive. It's, it's blue on blue action. Um, <laughs> it's just fantastic. Fantastic to see Conservatives tearing chunks out of each other. Rishi Sunak says that he's shocked to find out what was going on during the pandemic. And Michelle Moan suggests that he knew fine well what was going on. This one will run and run and it's, run. It's pretty juicy, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's great fun. Yeah. Um, also, a story about Amazon and TikTok that I don't quite understand because it's about the modern <laughs> world in some part of it that I don't know. It's very weigh. confusing. Same-sex blessings to be permitted by Pope. So this is... A slightly complicated story about Catholic liturgy that he's permitted blessings, he's not permitted weddings, you're not supposed to, these blessings are not supposed to take place in any kind of wedding context or wearing, it says, any sort of wedding outfits, although what that means for men, I don't quite so know. So this, this is for LGBTQ couples? Who, yes, who can now, in the Catholic Church, have some have their union blessed in a way, so long as you make it clear that you're not suggesting that this is marriage, and even slightly... It's not clear that you're suggesting that you approve of this. You're just blessing. I, not a Catholic. No. Don't under. No I don't under. I don't, I don't understand quite how. I, I. It feels to me like they're sort of edging their way to a kind of everyone can be happy thing. I. My experience of people edging their way to places where everyone can be happy is that no one is happy. <laughs> give, it, give it twenty years, and there'll be rainbow-coloured smoke coming out of that chimney. <laughs> At the Telegraph, schools told to presume children can't change their gender. This is the sort of the 
ongoing Tory thing about how you handle trans kids and so on. Gove vows not to concrete over countryside in planning revamp and a very cheery picture of Esther Ranson who's with, over the headline, Dignitas, maybe way to go, big smile. Um, right, OK. Yeah, yep. the Times has different version of the same Gove story, new homes to be forced through. That sounds like he is going to concrete over yes, the countryside. Yes, it sounds like he is. Right. I, this may have been briefed differently to different people. And the iPaper is ploughing its own furrow. New Brexit fingerprint checks for UK travellers start in 2024. Oh, that sounds cheery. Super cheery story there. Finn, what have you got for us in the tabloids? The Mail has NHS dentists on the brink. Worst crisis in 75 years because see services slashed. And then the Mirror... Big old picture of Esther Ranson, why I've joined Dignitas. Oh, um, so, yeah, my accumulator's coming in. I just need, <laughs> I just need Mary Berry to sign up and then I'm, uh, I'm in the money. <laughs> the Sun has a photo of the missing boy who's reappeared saying, happy to be home. And then the star, <coughs> Shane's been in contact from beyond the grave. And this is his widow. Anyway, uh, chess goes sexy. That's another part of the play. Yeah, chess goes sexy, yes. Chess well, that's sexy. Sexy chess. Yes. Thought chess already went sexy. Have we not done sexy chess? Uh, I I have personally not done sexy <laughs> chess. <laughs> well, it's never too late for it to go sexy again. Now, overnight, the news broke that Jonathan Majors, set to star as Kang the Conqueror in a whole new series of Marvel movies, has been convicted of two charges of assault against a former girlfriend. He's been dropped by Marvel and their parent corporation, Disney, overnight. Finn... You've never seen a Marvel movie, so I think you're the perfect person well, to explain Well, actually, this. I think I might have. I was in New Zealand on tour once, and there was nothing to do, so we went to the cinema, and it, and it was the uh, the guy with the face. You know what I mean? Oh, the guy with the face. The big, the, I mean, the, the... Big red face? No, the cuts, the, 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 the like, rock face. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh. Uh, the Fantastic Four, the thing? I don't know. Anyway, I'd never thought it was possible to, to simultaneously have a panic attack and feel bored. <laughs> And that's what I felt watching that. Right. If any listener thinks they know what film Finn saw... The, the, guy, the, the bad guy had, like, a messed up, like, big head rock face. And he was... Thanos? Yeah, that guy. Right. Right, OK. Anyway, um, so this story is an actor who was signed up to play nine films, assaulted his girlfriend, denied it, Uber released the footage from him doing it in the back of the car... And then Marvel have dropped him. And what? Teens are sad. Is that the? Is that what we? <laughs> tweens are sad. The, well, I'm the not guy? sure who's sad yet. I mean, in a sense, he was sort of cast as a supervillain. So perhaps this is just you know in character, really. But it certainly seems to have, separate uh, the art from the artist. Yeah. Kind of. is, looks, that, is that the? Is that the debate raging in the papers? Looks like uh, Marvel and Disney have separated the art from the artist yeah. quite thoroughly <laughs> overnight <laughs> um, and abruptly. So yeah, I mean, it's a story about Jonathan Majors was arrested in New York in March 2023 over a reported domestic dispute with his then girlfriend Grace Jabari and during that incident he fractured her finger and so yes it was kind of during the case they were obviously preparing to sort of dis you know his lawyers to sort of discredit her testimony but there was actually a lot of evidence video evidence of the dispute and so forth uh, from the Uber so there was a lot to see so unfortunately um, that was pretty open and shut so on that front he has been convicted of two of I think the four counts he was accused of Rob enormous respect for Finn who's somehow managed to avoid all the Marvel universe, except for the one with the guy with the face, um, <laughs> uh, over the last decade. You don't, you don't strike me as a Marvel head. 
I, oh, I mean, no. I imagine you going to the BFI to watch like the World at War being re-released. Well, I, I would go to the yeah, BFI right. to watch the World <laughs> yeah. at War being released. Yeah. Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> um, but I am also a Marvel head. Oh, um, really? Partly because if you go to the cinema a lot, it's very, very hard to avoid Marvel films. So would you like to guess how many Marvel films there have been since 2008? Uh, 20. 32. Actually, 33 now. This is uh, I, So 33 with the Marvels. Um, as well as spin-off TV series. So that's like two a year minimum, isn't it? Yeah, there they are, they are a lot. So um, how many Bond films have there been in 60 years? Oh, uh, uh, 25. 25. Yeah. Oh, very right, good. Yeah, very good. You can see what films I do like. Right, okay. I, might, I might be able to name them in order. If so so I've, it, it is possible to feel like Star Wars has taken over everything, but there have only been 11 Star Wars films mm. in 42 years. There are just so many Marvel films. How much money have Marvel movies made for a metric? It has 30 billion, just under 30 billion dollars so far, which is almost twice the total takings of Star Wars and Harry Potter. Oh, combined. Wow. combined. Wow. Serious wow. This is Right. So much money. This is the beast that ate Hollywood. And actually, the thing that you might have noticed in recent years, or you might not have because you've got small children, so you probably don't spend that much time in cinema, is that sort of other films have kind of disappeared. No, I have, I have a theory about this. What it's is the, your theory? The, the, the $100 million movie is done. And now everything is either one of these huge yeah. CGI Marvel things or it's art house can. There's no middle. Yes, right, exactly. There's no like, yeah, fun just action film. There's no romance film. They go straight to streamers and get lost. Like There's yeah. no like middle. Yeah, and what we've seen anymore. in accordance with that is kind of this return, in a sense, to what looks a bit like the 1930s studio system where actors, directors and writers are contracted sometimes for decades to these superhero right. franchises. It is big business, but there's a danger in that, isn't there, as we're seeing with this story, Rob, which is that if big stars misbehave, if they're caught out, and that certainly used to happen in the past as well, that's a real liability for these for these companies. Yes, and, and whereas in the 1930s, as uh, you and I know, stars misbehaved then as well, but it was it was easier to, to cover this stuff up. Now we're in an age where everyone has a camera, everyone can just can can broadcast news, disintermediate, whatever it is. You can put it on your phone. And mm. you can say it to everyone. So it's very, very hard to maintain star reputations, as it were. If somebody loses it in a restaurant, everyone will have filmed it and everyone will have seen mm. it before they've, they've got to their taxi. Hasn't the one, one just come out that tanked with the, um, the cheese, what's she called? The, the cheese. cheese. Cheese woman. What's she called? Brie Larson. That's the one. <laughs> I'm like the Finn Whisperer. <laughs> it has come out. Well, so the interesting thing for me... A lot me, of these are flopping, right? Well, my teenage children have expressed absolutely no desire to, to see that. I haven't even mentioned it. It's not because they don't like women. It, 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 they, they loved Captain Marvel. I think they've just marveled out. Well, Frankly. this is the worry, isn't it, that they've sort of reached possibly a saturation point. I mean, as you say, 33 movies, that is a lot, plus, what, 12 TV series or something like that, you know, kind of endless spirals of this stuff. Um, and this year has been, I mean, it's amazing this is the metric, but it's not been a brilliant year for Disney on the basis they have failed to release a billion-dollar movie. Now, I, mean, I guess mm. if your bar is that high. But, you know, we've had underperformances from The Little Mermaid live-action remake, Indiana Jones 5, Wish, Haunted Mansion, The Marvels, Ant-Man 3, you mentioned Guy is of the galaxy. I mean, you know, a lot of big franchises that just aren't quite doing it. Are we just bored? Well, they're, they're, all of those are, with the best will in the world, slightly boring films. Well, maybe this is a silver lining in the cloud of this, you know, sort of 
pretty nasty story, is that actually if studios are kind of a bit compromised by having to rely on these big stars, perhaps they might make some... I mean, honestly, if you told me the Kang Dynasty films aren't going to be made... I could go on with my life. I would be fine. <laughs> but I also I think my children would be. Yeah. I don't think I care. Now, over to La Belle France, where the Republic has just crowned a brand new Miss France. But sacré bleu, she has short hair. I promise this is a news story from 2023, not 1923. Finn, what the hell? Double page spread in the mail with uh, about 10 photos of women with short hair. Yeah, well, um, very unusual women. Used to print, yep. Basically, Miss France has short hair, and I think that would be fine, except she's come out and said that she's sort of deliberately trying to be androgynous, and this has been sucked into a culture war generator. And, um, and <laughs> allows now, them to now, put the word woke in their stamp. Basically, first. yeah, apparently it's, 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 woke, it's pissing off people who are anti-woke by have, crowning a Miss France as an androgynous woman who's supposed who they're reading it as she's trying not to be feminine right she doesn't look that i I have seen more androgynous women than (laughs) than that what what i will say is that is that all this aside is a bit of a shit lid i mean it's not it's (laughs) like i think i'm like i think women with short hair great attract attract i don't have an opinion but this looks like an eight-year-old boy's haircut do you know what I mean? I, this, the photo in the, the Telegraph is a bit more flattering. This one is bounce. It's too yeah. bouncy, though. Yeah, isn't no, it? That, yeah, but that's. I mean, yeah, you know, she looks very nice. I think, I think you. I think you know. I mean, I don't think you'd approach her in a bar. I mean, because you out, out of all our leaks, but um, <laughs> uh, not mine. <laughs> yeah. So the mail has a whole piece about whether it's woke or whether it's feminist and. And you know uh, it's, uh, whether it's insulting, and you know there's these like this is bits in it. By any normal standards, even if she were bald, Gilles would still be considered beautiful. Yet one critic said the androgynous body is obviously there to serve as woke. Doesn't get more insulting than that. Gilles is slim and athletic with gorgeous toned legs, and yes, a pair of breasts. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> I mean, sort of the normal compliment of what? Yeah, I think, what someone not one, have. not three. Alan Partridge wrote this this column. <laughs> yes, a pair of breasts, thoroughly modern and healthy woman. <laughs> Healthy woman, like oh, yeah, she's like so. she's livestock. She got wide, childbearing hips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God Almighty. I mean, uh, Rob, you have you have views on this. If Rob does have opinions. I, look, right, my entire view are Audrey Hepburn, Roman Holiday, and I won't be taking any questions. There we go. That's, there we go. Um, they do have a picture of her in the mail, I, I looking, looking quite similar. Gamine. Yeah, so, there's, just... a, there's a great moment in one of my favourite films, Roman Holiday, where Audrey Hepburn gets her hair cut short. Mm. And Frank, you know, and it's it. I, I, obviously this is supposed to be maybe this, maybe this is more controversial than I'd realised. I always just think it's great, and Audrey Hepburn looks fantastic with her gamine, 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 gamine um, haircut. They've also got Jean Seberg, um, there from Joan of Arc, but I think of her from Abu du Soufflé. Mm. Um, well, very nice. Yeah, like, thank you. We're They've all... got Princess Diana. I mean, yeah. this is hardly radical, is it? I mean, for God's sake, women have had short hair for you know pretty long time, at least a hundred years, and you've also got you know some women here who could hardly be described as sort of, you know, 
edgy, androgynous, etc. I am, I am, I genuinely baffled by the story. I thought the whole point of being French was that you have short hair. Yeah, you look chic. That's uh, you know, Coco that's Chanel, like that's like that. saying uh, shock horror. French prime minister's got croissant breath. Like, <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> You've got to have short hair because it's really far too easy to set fire to long hair with your Gaulois blonde. Exactly. At Paper Cuts, we form an orderly queue to gaze lovingly upon the headlines every morning. What do we have in the papers today, Rob? I'm all sun all the way. Page of the Sun has got a great story about a uh, soccer whiz person, uh, Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Soccer whiz. Soccer whiz person. Soccer whiz. <laughs> We're moving away from my specialist yeah, subject. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't tell. Audrey Hepburn films the 1950s, yes. Um, soccer right. whiz people. Soccer whiz people, no. Actually, the intro is fantastic. I'm going to read you the intro. England skipper Harry Kane is learning his new German club's incredibly dull football chants, which are include, stand up if you are Bayern, and um, <laughs> one shot, one goal, one Bayern, which maybe, I mean, maybe it sounds better in... It sounds slightly... Maybe it sounds better. <laughs> but the headline the Sun has given it is "You're Schmidt, and you know you are." Oh, Which I mean, is it's better good, than I mean, any of their charts. Just everything you've done, everything right there. The Sun, well done. Moving back through the Sun, we've got a tasteful, delightful picture of Steven Seagal, mm. or, or as it says here, Putin pal Steven Seagal, yeah, he and is. washed up politician George Galloway posing with a giant python and the headline is Slippery Snakes Hold a Giant Yellow Python (laughs) Oh, I see what they've done there And finally, we go to the business pages of The Sun, which are always my first read. A billionaire has rung Vodafone with an offer to merge their Italian businesses in the latest sign of the telecom firm's shrinking global ambitions and the headline because it's Italians wanting to buy Vodafone keep in mind, Mm -hmm. uh, is Vini Vidi Voda um, oh. Or weenie weedy woda, as yes. I think the correct Latin pronunciation would be. I came, I saw, be, I phoned, I bought Vodafone, bought Vodafone, Voda, yeah, right. yeah, like Yoda. Brilliant. Well anyway, done, no, the good sun. effort, the sun. Good Finn, job. what have we got in the star? Yep, three from the star. The first one is about the study that has resulted in the fact that fewer people die the following year when Doctor Who is on the TV at Christmas. Oh, how on earth they found that out? <laughs> Doctor Who literally saves lives. Yeah. The headline is It's Not Your Time, Lord. Oh. Oh. I do feel a little sad that resident Doctor Who expert John Ellidge isn't on the show this morning. Then we have a photo of David Beckham in his underwear um, repairing a television. And the uh, headline is Bex in Kex to repair the telly. Oh, Bex and Kex. Bex and Kex. Which must have been done before. It would be great if they'd found one more X thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then... A man has been crowned the shin-kicking world champion on his debut. And the uh, headline is, How I Get My Kicks. And there is a photo of just a man's bruised legs. <laughs> oh, God. Well, isn't that lovely? Good news, your favourite history nerds are back. 
week. Yes, we at We Are History have been trawling the history shelves of our local bookshops. Well, I have, John. You mostly went around finding your books and moving them to the front of the displays. If I can find them, it's a bonus. We are ready to tell you all about what we've learned, from the revolting French to some revolting women. Via some Brits abroad and a foul-mouthed Irishman. So, download We Are History. Our laughable attempt at a silly history podcast. With me, John O'Farrell. And me, Angela Barnes. Wherever you get your podcasts. on Paper Cuts, we launch ourselves into the perennial lifestyle anxiety of the features sections. Today, we're all enjoying Monzo Wrapped. Rob, what's happened here? So, Monzo is a um, it's a credit card uh, company and app. Yes. Um, and it's a bank. A it's bank. a bank. It's a right? bank. Yep. Bank on your phone. And you know how Spotify does this thing at the end of every year where it says... Rob, you've just been listening to Bruce Springsteen and the Spet Shop Boys again. Um, that's, uh, I don't know what he does on your you, phone. You need but... to tell your wife that thing you're trying not to tell her. Well, funny you should say that. Because <laughs> Monzo thought... <laughs> Monzo thought... 80% of your money. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would be fun to tell everyone how they've been spending their cash. Yeah. This is not gone down terribly well with, for instance, Rach uh, who felt humiliated after learning that her she was in the top 5% of spenders at Weatherspoon. Yeah. That is the thing is that it, put, it puts you well it aggregates everyone's data and puts you in, the, like basically ranks you as how much you know, top spender, and then you get a pie but, chart of how much. Uh, yeah, but but all of these are beaten. I have to say, by Davy Boy Tellum, who uh, hit out at Monzo. The the Metro says for snitching after it revealed that his number one sources for entertainment were Apple TV, a bar in Leeds, and. Only fans. Oh, in that order. Yes. <laughs> Watch something at home. Go out and have a drink. Come back and have a lovely time. <laughs> so, Finn, on that note, what would your rap look like? My Monzo rap. Your Monzo rap. Um, Christ, depressingly, it just sort of be mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> mortgage, childcare, mother care. Yeah. Yeah. Kebab, maybe. Yeah, it's. I mean, the thing is, this is quite designed, isn't it, to upset people? I mean, you kind of think, did they just do this to get us? To oh, talk it's about them? clear. You know, it's the outrage industrial complex again. It's like any of those talk. You know, LBC clips. The whole point they've they've clipped it is to put it on social yeah. media, so people go what and share it. So it's it's ideal marketing from Monzo to go, huh? I spend this, and then they you know they retweet Monzo, let everyone know Monzo's a thing. It's why Spotify do wrapped is that people don't like being told what they actually are. <laughs> so if you if you just if you listen to this, I just really like Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't identify as a Bruce, but you wouldn't tell people that, and then you know. But the, your, your Spotify knows you better than you do, and then you retweet it, outrageous, and then remind everyone that Spotify is a thing. But is it a bit different to learn this about our finances? Because an awful lot of people don't really want to. Oh, I don't want to know what my finances are. No, I do you want to know what my finances are? Oh, really? I've spent, I spent months trying to find a, a, a money-controlled app that will do this because actually keeping track of what's going in and what's going out is—I'm sorry, I'm, I am really am a you middle-aged know, you know man. That, um, you know that? Zoe... Also, also, my my Monzo wrapped would be Tool Station, <laughs> <laughs> not Babe Station. No, Tool Station. <laughs> Bought a new orbital sander this summer. I'm very excited about that. And that's not a metaphor. No. <laughs> 
Sometimes. And in the iPaper, we have a feature which, on something which is disgustingly described as adulting, but it's not something pervy, is it, Finn? What well, is it could adulting? be. It could be. I mean, adulting is this thing where I think it probably started with millennials, my generation, I guess, that um, they're so infantilized by, if you're being sympathetic, their economic re- reality, that they don't want to grow up the kind of Peter Panification of this generation that kind of never, you know, they live with their parents, they're 40, whatever. So anything that is not watching television or eating sugar is called <laughs> adulting, <laughs> i.e. getting a bank account. Oh, I can't, I did some good adulting today. I went and paid a check it, you know, or whatever. Um, so sex probably is. I did some adulting. I just had sex today. Oh, you know, that probably is a thing because, um, you know, pe- people have just, yeah, I think willingly infantilize themselves because it's too, it's quite depressing to um, meet the reality head on that your, you know, your life, your life prospects aren't what your parents were. And what does the future advise on this? Oh, it's all fucking, it's all like national service or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure that's adulting. But also, but like my granddad, like basically built all his furniture, like, you know, when he was doing up his house, redid it all, did everything himself. And then basically every generation down has been, has sort of outsourced more and more like stuff that two generations ago, they just did everything themselves. I think you can definitely get more stuff cheaper, you know, And, and there has been a thing especially you know sort of in the era of low interest rates and venture capital companies just trying to get internet business going there's been this weird thing for the last decade where loads of stuff was much cheaper than it should be so but also I guess you from could, you his could order take out food at, at, that was basically being subsidized by a bank in Saudi Arabia somewhere but from his perspective it was the 50s so everyone had just died so there was no one to do mm. any of the stuff so you had to just do it also a bit of a factor of the gig economy, isn't it? That basically if people aren't earning very much money, then they will start offering services like, I'll come around and build your IKEA cabinet for you and you'll be able to pay for that cheaply rather than yes, you know, yeah. actually a skilled craftsperson would have cost you quite a lot of money to come mm, and do that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so should we, I mean, as the iPaper sort of floats, does this mean bring back national service? Yeah, I think, so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, so the interesting thing about national service is that it's best thought of as an adult education program. It's actually best thought of as a national literacy program. I mean, mm. it did teach young men to to fire guns and march and this kind of thing, but mainly, actually, what it taught a lot of young men in the fifties was how to read and do basic maths. Mm. So perhaps they weren't that great at adulting either back then. No, well, maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Rob Hutton. Thank you. And thanks to Finn Taylor. Thank you. If you'd like to get Paper Cuts ad-free and with a special extra bit every day, why not join our supporters club? Follow the show notes to back.papercutsshow.com to find out more. I've been Alex von Tanzelman and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when boffins have revealed that apes are smarter than we think. Their memories stretch over 25 years. Well, I'm lucky if mine stretches over 25 minutes, so you're going to have to make a monkey out of me. See you tomorrow. Papercuts was written and presented by Alex Van Tunzelman with Rob Hutton and Finn Taylor. The producer was Liam Tate, system producer was Adam Wright, and audio producer was me, Jade Bailey. Music is by Simon Williams, socials by Jess Harpin, design by Jim Parrott, with original art by Modern Toss. The executive producer is Martin Boytosh, managing editor is Jacob Jarvis, and group editor is Andrew Harrison. Papercuts is a Podmasters production. 